This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this sunny day. Is uh, Mr. Jordan, my guest on Monday, almost always uh, close the curtains because I guess the sun was too bright for you, right? That's exactly correct. Poor, poor guy has it tough. Jeff Jordan is with me. Jeff brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Colvin for all your financial needs. I apologize to Jeff after this last show. I didn't get them on, so I'll try to get them on extra today. I don't want to cut your paycheck or anything. Well, they're worth it. They're worth every penny of it, right? They are. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Friday night football took place in most of Tennessee. Uh, I think uh, there were 115, I think I counted, schools that did not play on, fr- on Friday night. Uh, some of that's because some didn't play or some because the team they were supposed to play didn't play. So, uh, and, and it seemed to me far more in West Tennessee than any place else because of Memphis. A L- lot of schools there. Uh, and of course, Nashville's not playing, and Clarksville's not playing yet. Uh, seems like there's another place or two, Jeff. I can't think of, but those are the ones that come to my mind. Yeah, we we've got uh, some problems uh, here and there. I know um, the uh, the the Woodbury Sparta game, I believe, was canceled almost at the last minute. I think, um, uh, and I don't know. I, I know it was because of the the virus. I think it was at Sparta. I believe, mm-hmm. but I, I may be wrong about that. But so we had some locally, uh, but uh, in the in the area. But you're right; most of them were in West Tennessee, and uh, and we're going to fight that all year. I, I, I think it's it's pretty it's pretty certain that that's going to happen. Some this week, it'll happen this well, week. What we know for sure right now is Memphis is not going to be playing until at least third week or fourth week in September if they play at all. And Nashville's pretty much the same way, right? Right. So we've got a lot of games, district games, region games, I should say, in football, they're region games. They won't ever get played. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to what, what that's going to be all about. My understanding is that uh, if you don't play, you, you, you take a loss, and if you don't play and you're, you can play, you take a win. I'm, but Smyrna, Laverne, Sturge Creek, and a region with everybody else in Nashville, that means only three teams are going to play anywhere close to the full region schedule, I guess. It's it's a problem that somebody else is going to have to work out. Uh, I don't know how you decide playoffs. Uh, I, 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 I think there's a formula or a system in place already, but it's still going to have to play itself out, and it's going to be tough. And, and let's Jeff, let's let's for say four teams going to advance. So one of those national teams, provided something they they play at all, one of them at least is going to have to advance, right? As, well, as the number four team, theoretically, nothing yes. else. That's, that's which correct. means it could be Cane Ridge. Which is a really good football team, typically the one team. So somebody's going to be a one seed in the opposite region and maybe take on a, a really good Cane Ridge team that's going to be a number four seed. Sometimes that uh, comes out to bite you. Well, how do you decide on the on on that fourth team? Well, that fourth team if would none be none of them play. Well, if, if, if none of them play at all, then they won't be playing in the playoffs if they don't play regular season. But they, if they play four or five games. And Cane Ridge wins two of those region games, and the other teams Antioch only wins one or none. I can't say. Let's 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 table that conversation until maybe the last week in September or so. It's a confusing problem. It is, uh, and it's not good. Uh, I, I, I'd have to say most coaches 
and I think if you ask them seriously, most players and fans, they want it settled on the field sure. most of the time. And, and you hate to have, you know, well, the rules say, and you didn't do this, and you didn't do that. Uh, I want the best four teams to if – if we have to do four, uh, I think the best four teams, I want those. That's the four I want to advance. As far as I know, and I think I'm in a position to find out if something went terribly wrong, as far as I know, all of our schools were not, not successful winning games – but successful getting the games played and, and no issues that I'm aware of that, that really stood out. Well, when I guess we're about to take a break here, aren't we? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. When we come back, we can look at the scores and, and the weekend. Yeah, well, I, I was really talking about the, the fans coming in, players, and all the logistics that come with following all these, these rules that are out there. I am told, uh, and I wasn't there, so I don't know, but I'm told it went fine at both Rockvale and Oakland. Those are the only two that I got any kind of report on as far as the crowd and the social distancing and the mask and, and that people had to be reminded, of course, and, and that sort of thing. But uh, I was told that it went fairly well. Well, it's, like I say, as far as I know, the, the one thing that's going to be difficult, Jeff, I, I guess, is across this full state of Tennessee it, with 350-some schools competing, the consistency of how that's going to all be handled. There's there's a set of rules that are there, which are consistent with everybody, but the way they're enforced or the way they're done, sometimes that, that's going to be a little different in school to school. And when you look across the field and see another school doing something different than your school's doing, it, it can be problematic. It can be. And, of course, we're finding that out um, both athletically and academically. Mm -hmm. um, and depending on the level of school that you have uh, or maybe maybe the grade within your school that you have um it's 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 a problem it's something we've never faced before nothing ever even remotely like this has happened before well i guess it has but it's been none of us were alive today right, remember right, it right uh and um, uh, it's it's just very very difficult really Let, let's just all take it on this challenge jeff and it's hard to do sometimes but let's just understand I got to take care of me and my family, and we're going to do the right thing. If somebody else not doing what we think is probably the right thing, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go around saying, "Well, I've been put in a bad situation." Let's. I just, I just take care of me and my bunch, and hope everybody else does the same thing. I agree. All right, let's take that break. We'll come back, and we will get into scores, and we got to talk about those pennant-winning Braves halfway through the season. Jeff, they're in first place. We'll be right back. <laughs> At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. If you want to get some barbecue, I'll tell you how to do it. Head for the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door at 1920 East Main and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue. Slick Pig. We got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. Slick Pig. A Murfreesboro tradition. 1920 East Main. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. 
You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. A big week of sports on WGNS coming up for you this week. We've got Braves baseball as they take on the Yankees. And on Thursday night, we have WGNS coverage of Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. John Dinkins, Clark Blair, and Rod Edwards will join me as we talk local high school and college sports. Friday night on the radio, we'll have Murphy's matchups at 6 o'clock, followed by the primetime sports countdown to kick off at 6.30 as we get you ready for State Farm Prep Football. It's Riverdale versus Franklin from Tomahawk Stadium in Riverdale High School on Friday night. At 7 o'clock will be the kickoff here on WGNS. Saturday morning, we talk with the coaches on the Prentice Alsop Heating and Air Coaches Corner. Conversation begins at 8 a.m. It's followed by MTCS Cougar Corner around 10.15. Hope you'll join us. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett and Jeff Jordan on Monday. Glad that you're with us. The first Monday after high school football kicked off. And uh, let's start where. Things left off last year, Jeff. Oakland's pretty good again, it, it appears. Hendersonville's a good program. Oakland had their way with Hendersonville. Uh, not surprising on that, I, I guess, on Friday night. I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. It, it was. You, you and I have been doing this show or something like it for a long, long time. I don't remember a worse week for local high school football than we had this last week. I, uh, perhaps we've had one. Uh, but uh, um, Laverne won. Uh, which, uh, of course, is a nice W for them to get and all that kind of stuff. But they they beat a team that has never won a game. Well, that's one of those <laughs> games that somebody in the county had to win, right? Right. And so they, they gave up a ton of points. You're going to get a winner and a loser in that one for sure. They gave up a ton of points in doing so. Uh, it was 49-35. Um, uh, Oakland, you, and you're right, uh, uh, just really dominated Hendersonville 42-10. Did not play two or three of their best players. Did not play um, at all. One of them didn't even dress. Uh, but the rest of the rest of the group were all losses. Alcoa uh, put it on Blackman pretty good up uh, in East Tennessee, thirty-five-seven. CPA beat Riverdale twenty to seven. Franklin beat Siegel forty-two to sixteen. Pope John Paul. Uh, beats uh, Smyrna 42-7. Mount Julia beats Stewart Creek 30-16. And Huntland, in a surprise to me, beat Eagleville 36-27. So, just not a good week. I hope we can rebound this week. I'll give the schedule whenever you want me to. We'll do that here in just a bit. Uh, several of those games, Jeff, were made up about two weeks ago. Right. Uh, Pope John Paul at Smyrna was not on the original schedule. I know... Uh, a CPA at Riverdale was not on the original schedule for sure. And, uh, of course, Alcoa may be the best team in the state. So it's really difficult, I think, for with Blackman and Riverdale both because uh, CPA is very good as well, both of them in Division Two of TWSAA. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell for sure just how good Riverdale and Blackman are, but uh, they didn't really – get it done the way you kind of hope. But, again, they played very good football teams. Yes, I, I understand that this may be the best CPA team that they've ever had. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, last year they started 0-4, uh, ended up in the state championship right. game. And right. after winning, I think they won it the year before. So uh, they, they got on a streak toward the end and, and obviously got better with young players. I uh, Normally, I guess, uh, you know, you would expect Riverdale to beat them. But um, uh, 20 points – which Riverdale gave up, really was pretty good performance sure. defensively, um, uh, but they couldn't get anything going themselves. Uh, so, you know, I think there's uh, uh, considerable hope for Riverdale, and I we haven't even we haven't discussed we we haven't had any information, and and that's something else that that bothers us. We we have to exist like everybody else, reporters and everybody else, with information. 
And all we know pretty much about any of these teams is what they did last year. Sure. And what we've read about them, uh, not any performance, just what they – I mean, not, not seven on seven, not, not scrimmages, nothing. And so we kind of – we, we kind of get we're, – we're, we're guessing. And uh, so I don't know whether we're going to – whether this first week is actually how things are going to be or not. <laughs> well, generally speaking, in high school sports, you can you can follow that line of thinking pretty well and, and be good. I think probably more so in football than anything else. Uh, basketball teams can bring in a couple of good players or lose a couple of really good players and can go from the top to the bottom or vice versa. Football generally is going to be pretty simple and uh, to, to go that direction, as I say – Blackman, uh, I'm not going to write them off yet just because they lost to Alcoa. A 3A team, by the way, that beat state champion Maryville last year uh, in the early season. So, great program there with Gary Rankin, of course, the coach and, and whatever. Uh, Joe Pope John Paul and Smyrna, that one went a little differently than I thought for sure, especially the margin. I, I agree. The, the margin's particularly alarming. Uh, uh, I, I don't. Uh, like I say, we we don't really know how good Smyrna is. I thought I thought my initial my initial reaction, very, a very unfair initial reaction. Here it is. I thought Smyrna was a lot better than that. Now, maybe they are. Maybe they are. You know, I, I don't know yet. Uh, it's, it's too early to say. Well, once again, you know, we don't keep up with Pope John Paul right. a lot in exactly. his area. So, again, a private school division double A, I think mm-hmm. two double A. Uh, Jeff, there's an awfully good football player in that division for sure. I still think, uh, gosh, I, how many years have we said this? Oakland will win it, and Riverdale and Blackman, maybe with Cookful, maybe, will fight it out for the second place. How many years have we said that? Well, it's been the last three or four. And now, it's been there, true there, every year. There was a time, not that far back, that uh, you, you almost put Blackman right there with Oakland and, and almost seed them second, maybe first over Oakland. That Blackman-Oakland game four or five years ago was was really an important game. It will be again this year. It will sure. be. But I, I think we've seen some light between the Oakland program and everybody else in the last couple of years. And I, I think um, uh, it's, it's, it's so early to, to, to say too much, but, I, you know, I, it looks to me like – the, uh, I'm not just. I'm just talking about Oakland. I'm not disparaging anybody else. Please don't call. <laughs> Please don't. It looks like to me that Oakland has excellent coaches, and they've got one thing that a lot of teams do not have. And I don't know about locally here now. It's too early. They've got depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you take two or three players off the Oakland starters and put them with the second team of Oakland, and they would they would contend. For a championship, yeah. and they're very deep, and they're getting playing time. They got a whole over a quarter of playing time this last week, uh, and they're off this week. I guess I don't. I suppose they've replaced that game, so we have more on that in a minute. But um, uh, I, I think they're going to be in the mix all year. Right through that schedule, right quick, and then we'll get the chip. Okay, iffy. Everything is iffy, right? Everything. Okay. Always an iffy. All right. Yeah, here's what I know as of this morning. And and please, if this is not correct, and somebody out there knows absolutely for sure this is not correct, call us. Yes. All right? Blackman is at Ravenwood. Real good matchup there. Eagleville is at Cornersville. Another good matchup. Middle Tennessee Christian School hosts Friendship Christian. Uh, Rockvale is at Franklin County, a team that they ran all over the map last year and lost. Barely scored a lot of points. Rockville did, and then Rockville, by the way, did, did a, a really good job in their in this in this first game uh, that they had, but they, they didn't win it. Riverdale's at Franklin. Uh, that will be uh, on a WGNS game uh, this coming Friday night. Seagulls at Page. Smyrna is at Centennial. Uh, Sturge Creek game at Antioch. Is, I don't believe has been replaced. I think that's been canceled. And Oakland at Kenwood. That's a Montgomery County team. I don't believe they're going to play. That, that is correct. And so I don't not, think not playing Kenwood for sure. Uh, right, and um, there's a, a a new team coming to Rutherford County, Green Hill. You ever heard of them? 
Green Hill. Green Hill. Uh, is that the subdivision out there in Nashville that's got the big shopping center? That's Green Hills. <laughs> this is just, they're down to one hill in Green Hill. They're in Wilson County. They're brand new. Okay. They're, and I think, I think this is their first football game ever. This is the Rockvale of, of Wilson I, County. Yeah, from, I guess so. From, from, from last year, right? I, I believe so. I hope Laverne can go 2-0. Uh, let's hope so. New coach at Laverne, right? Right. Got his first win. That's a nice thing to do right. in the first game that you play. Right. Uh, and he may, he may get his second win. Siegel's got a new coach as well, and he's looking for his first win. I, I suspect that he will get it, if not this week, soon. Suspect. I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopeful. All right. I suspect Chip Walters will bring us the Blue Raider report right after this. That's a pretty good bet. We say iffy on everything, but this one's going to be for, uh, for sure. We'll see Chip in just a minute. Braves baseball is back, and you won't want to miss a single moment of the 2020 season because every game counts big. Hard hit ball at deep right field, heads up in the chop house, gone! Braves baseball on WGNS. Good afternoon. Traffic's heavy out here on 24 as expected, especially coming past Elmaville Road. A 40 over uh, from Franklin. Williamson County is uh, quite busy as well. So is 96, and it's picked up by your sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken in Nashville is the original hot chicken throughout Middle Tennessee. They're online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining Combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. You've seen the ads out there. Companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. It's time. Show your true blue. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Yes, you know, college football is probably about as iffy as high school football is, especially schedule-wise. My wife asked me the other day, what's the schedule going to be like? I said, I know what it is today. I can't say what it will be tomorrow. I think there's still a possibility a game or two could be added, or you never know somebody could subtract one. But uh, maybe Chip will tell us. Let's try, try Chip and find out. Chip? Well, good afternoon, everybody. The Conference USA Board of Directors made an announcement late Friday that they the, of the postponement of fall team sports with the exception of football and that includes all fall call, conference USA championships in those sports to the spring of 2021 
The move comes following the NCAA Division I Board of Directors' decision to move Division I fall championships to the spring. The conference sports affected are men's and women's soccer and women's volleyball. The move to the spring allows Conference USA schools to not only compete for a Conference USA championship, but have an opportunity to play for a spot in the NCAA championships. Commissioner Judy McLeod was quoted as saying, we value the opportunity for our schools to compete at the highest level and play for championships. Moving these sports to the spring maintains those opportunities for our student-athletes, coaches, and fans. Dates of competition and formats for the sports will be announced at a later date. Well, football still uh, heading toward a September 5th date with Army in West Point. The Blue Raiders took another step in that prep on Friday with the second scrimmage of fall camp. The Blue Raiders got in about 35 plays in their first scrimmage the weekend prior, but upped it to 65 plays on Friday. And while they still have plenty of work over the next two weeks to get ready for that September 5th opener, head coach Rick Stockstill is pleased with where they are midway through camp. The scrimmage was highlighted by a few big plays from the offense. They were a welcome sight for redshirt junior quarterback Asher O'Hara. O'Hara had several long passing plays, including a 39-yard touchdown strike to junior H-back Joseph Sewell and a couple of long connections with freshman Jalen Lane, who displayed some fancy footwork on two catches along either sideline. Lane is one of several freshmen who's impressed in camp so far. Fellow rookie Demetri Harden Jr. also caught a screen pass in the scrimmage and flashed his speed, taking it 83 yards for a touchdown. While the offense was able to rattle off some big plays, some of that can be attributed to the defense not being able to tackle. Stock Stocksell didn't want in, to risk any injury with limited depth at this point in fall camp. The defensive line in particular stood out despite not being able to tackle, not being allowed to tackle, I should say. They caused uh, the offense to move early a couple of times and applied a good bit of pressure on O'Hara and the other quarterbacks. Redshirt junior defensive end Jordan Ferguson had one notable sack of O'Hara that backed the offense out of the red zone and forced a field goal. With two weeks left until they traveled Army, the Blue Raiders will use the remaining practices to implement their game plan for slowing down the Black Knights and developing some depth. There's more information, of course, on GoBlueRaiders.com. Middle Tennessee seniors Reed Blankenship and Robert Jones were selected to the 2021 Reese's Senior Bowl Top 250 list, which was announced late last week. The Reese's Senior Bowl, played in Mobile, Alabama, is the nation's most prestigious college all-star game, serving annually as the first step of the NFL draft process. A total of 93 players who've participated have been drafted, including 40 in the first three rounds in each of the past two years and 10 first-round picks in 2019. Team. Two full NFL coaching staffs are included in the Reese's Senior Bowl each year. In 2019, the teams were coached by the Detroit Lions and Cincinnati Bengals, and there were over 900 credentialed NFL personnel in attendance for game week. All right, that's it for this Monday. We'll have another update for you coming on Tuesday. Chip, that Army game is one of those, like we talked about with high school football, one that a month ago was not on the schedule. And, and, uh, right. Losing the game at Duke to open up, uh, going to Army. For the football team, I think it's a great opportunity. For me, I would like to go gone to Duke or Army either one. I'm not going to be able to make the trip. I was certainly planning to go to Duke all along, but uh, I would love to go to West Point, but it's just not going to work out. It doesn't look like. Well, it's it's um, it's unfortunate because that, that would be a great place to visit. I am told I've never been there. Um I, I do know this. Uh, you, you, you need to get the football first, and you need to score. Because if you give it to them, you're never going to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Cause I, well, you could let them run it 80 yards the first play, and you get it back. Well, okay, yeah, you could, you know, <laughs> give up a touchdown. Not a good idea. No, not a good idea, because then if you don't score again, you give it to them, and you don't get it back again. <laughs> we have a listener, according to Dalton, who knows all. We've got a listener in Canada. We do have a map here that tells us where our, our listeners online, Dalton, exactly right. Well, I, this this signal over there is not going to Canada. That I can tell you. Well, I'm pretty sure that that's correct. That's not what I meant. <laughs> we have streaming. Uh, the 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 people who help us provide our web stream on our app and on our website. Uh, also do a studio clock, which we're using, and it'll tell us how many people are listening on the stream, and it gives us a map of where they're listening. And so there's someone 
somewhere in Canada, as well as several people across the country. I'm guessing, Jeff, they've got people huddled around the radio up there, or the device. Is it a radio they're listening on? No, this would be, be anything, this right? would be a phone or a computer. Okay, well, they, probably a legion of people if, if they want to call. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, a, a number of, uh, Dalton's exactly right, there's a number of people, we don't know how many, but there's quite a few people listening up and down the East Coast and up in uh, Wisconsin and, and Nashville and looks like St. Louis maybe, and uh, somebody in Canada. I've been very impressed with that. I, I don't know who that is, but uh, hello out there in Radio <laughs> Land, as they used to say. Hey, Jeff, did we, yes. did we finish the conversation on high school football? Well, do I, do I don't know whether we have or not. Are we well, done with that? I, I, I should see if you had anything else to add to what we... Well, uh, I think we kind of commented a, a little bit. Uh, my, uh, my, my grandson, uh, Jake, uh, was assigned to the uh, Oakland game th- this past weekend in the Murfreesboro Post. So I had a good conversation with him last night. And he he walks the sidelines and so forth. And, uh, and he was uh, – uh, I, I think he does a good job, by the way. I think he was very impressed with, uh, with the crowd and how everything went at Oakland and uh, and how the game really everything and uh, he Oakland does uh, do something else that a lot of people would wouldn't ever do or wouldn't think about doing and that is they have a two quarterback system mm-hmm. which coach Creasy has had before yeah, that's gonna say he's done that before sure yeah and uh, and there's a lot of coaches that won't even attempt that um, but he seems to make it work and um, did you mention something about depth that he, that he tries to build over there yeah a lot yeah, I, I think that, that kind of works that direction. Probably not just a quarterback. I'm suspecting we've got other positions where uh, player A and player B, one, A might be the slight bit better player, but B still gets a lot of playing time. It's it's very important. Um, depth is, and I guess probably everybody knows that, so it wasn't any need for me to say it. But you don't think too much about it. And, but if you're, a, say, a, a lineman and you're having to go both ways, it's tough. It, it sure. is, and and by the time the third quarter gets here, uh, you're you're pretty tired without without any breaks. Um, uh, um, a number of teams, and they do it in basketball too. Tim, I bet you and I did it. That they substitute at about the same time every game, mm-hmm. and, and run people in and out, uh, get to get some fresh legs on there, uh, and I think that's. Uh, Extremely important. Um, I know uh, Riverdale and Oakland used to do that all the time, particularly with the receivers. Um, so, you know, I, I think um, I think Oakland has the players to do it, and right now. And, and if you don't, I, I, I'll tell you a, a story. Since it's been a number of years now, but you know, you can go back and look at at the, at the schedule. I know. Um, well, I think this happened two or three times, but what I'm fixing to tell you only happened once. Uh, I believe Riverdale had played Oakland the regular year, and they and they beat Oakland. I don't remember the score or anything about it, but they but they won the football game, and then they came back, and um, uh, and they had to play them again. They had to play Oakland again in the playoffs. Sure. And uh, I was interviewing Gary Rankin, and, uh, and he got off the mic. He's not going to say this publicly, of course, but now he's got me, so I can say it publicly. You see, <laughs> <laughs> but. But he said, he said, Jeff, we're probably in real trouble with this game. He said, my, my, he said, my linemen have taken so much of, of, uh, in the first, second round of the playoffs or whatever it was. Yeah. He said, and Oakland is so good. He said, they're every bit as good and as big as we are. And he said, they very likely will beat us. And they did. They did beat him. And uh, and he said that was the difference. He probably in the didn't ball. throw that into his pregame speech anyplace, did he? I doubt if he mentioned it to anybody <laughs> but me. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, and I, I, we have seen, uh, and, of course, pro used to do it all the time, right? People go both ways. Sure. Um, but nobody does that anymore. I mean, that's very rare. Well, you're going to find that at the single A, double A schools for sure. That's where you're going to find it. But at 6A level, if you're having to do that much, you're probably not going to do very well. Nope, you're not. And you and you better be in condition. You better be in shape because if you've got to go four quarters – at right tackle, you've got a problem. Let's talk Middle Tennessee football just a bit. Uh, ten games on the schedule as I know it right now. Uh, I think it's a little odd that a conference team dropped out, but the rest of the conference yeah. uh, keeps on going. That's uh, Old Dominion uh, dropped its football program uh, from playing this year, for, what, a month ago, I guess it was. And uh, 
And then another thing unusual about our schedule, Jeff, we picked up Troy out of Sunbelt, which is a former rival, and going to play them twice in the same season. That almost never happens in college football, but I think it's a great idea. You know, it was stated, first of all, it's, it's a good opponent for both schools. And you, you go ahead and get your home and home out of the way. You get that thing here. If you don't have to deal with dollars and cents, you just play football. I, I just I just hate it that it's Troy. I mean, I, they are usually so good. And um, I don't know whether you would settle for a win and a loss. You know, maybe uh, anything. I don't know if you'd ever settle for that. But you could almost accept that, you know. But if they're up to their usual standards, we're going to have two really good football games, and they may be better than we like. Open with um, Army, then a week off, and then play first home game with Troy. Uh, and Indiana State was the second game. They dropped their schedule altogether as well. Virginia Tech was to, to be game three, and uh, ACC uh, allowed one out-of-conference game and Virginia Tech chose somebody, as did Duke, someone besides Middle Tennessee to play. Not surprised by that. And then, of course, we dropped Old Dominion. So picked up Army and Troy twice and lost, uh, I guess, five games. Yeah, you know, um, Coach Stockstall, I guess everything kind of runs together over the course of the years. But when Old Dominion dropped out, that's that's really the first time that I've ever, I've ever seen him, me, seen him angry. He didn't like that at all. I think he – and I think I agree with him. Uh, I, you know, a month before, one team in the conference, mm-hmm. which can alter everything, right? Sure. Uh, that's just – Well, let's ask, ask that question. Is Does that game count for everybody, everybody that plays Old Dominion? Do they get that win the way high school football like is doing it? Or is it going to be just a – one team's going to play one game less than everybody else? And if you – that way if somebody's four and two and someone's five and two. Yeah. What happens there? That'd be a heck of a way to break a tie, wouldn't it? I, and, and not everybody plays them, which I guess is your point. Correct. Um, and I don't know how they—I don't know how they decide that. I don't know. It's just very unfortunate. I don't even know if it was a home game or away. I don't have any idea. Our game with them—I don't know. You know what? I, I can't think that I know that either. Uh, and probably doesn't matter. Uh, uh, coaches. Generally speaking, I think this is fair. Coaches in, in, in high school and college, they're not a, usually a big fan of open dates. You know, we're not going to play it this week. Maybe one. One maybe, midseason maybe. after a really tough game, yeah. Yeah, maybe one. Um, uh, maybe, um, I know commentators make a big deal out of it that if uh, if – your opponent has an open date the week before they play you, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, I don't know, but coaches like routine. Uh, and generally speaking, they like to play. And, boy, by the, by the, certainly by week five or six, they're probably wore out with practice. And so are the players. They want, they want to play somebody. Well, let's, let's look at high school talking about wore out with practice. Whitehaven, who competes almost every year for the 6A championship, especially coming out of the West. Jeff, no, they're not going to play for a while. They're practicing, uh, not the way, not not the way that everybody else gets to practice by hitting and whatever. But how difficult would that be to keep your your players alive and well and and on point and and practicing, knowing full well they may never play, but they're certainly not going to play four or five weeks after everybody else has played. I think it would be extremely difficult. Um, I, I I've never coached football. You have. Um, but I've done that in basketball, and um, maybe maybe a good team with 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 smart players, and you might keep their attention for a month, maybe three weeks, maybe a month. After that, they want to scrimmage somebody, if not each other, and they they want to play. Well, how soon, typically, would Oakland, Riverdale, Stewart's Creek, Smyrna be scrimmaging, scrimmaging somebody after practice starts in the fall or practice starts in August, let's say, within seven, eight days? Yes. And they've already done seven-on-seven seven all summer long against other teams. Very likely. Uh, the competition's just not there. So I, I think that would be one of those uh, 
chapters in the playbook that no coach has ever been able to read what you do in that kind of a situation. Keep your team alert and alive and well and doing all the things they need to do and on point, not knowing that they'll ever get to play that game this season. I, I think it would be very difficult, particularly if players right outside your county are playing, you know, and uh, maybe your maybe some of your future opponents are playing. Uh, that, that, and to keep your team on point, listening every day to stuff that you've probably said a thousand times, right? Oh, sure. You and I both have done that. Um, and I, I just think it would be very difficult. Jeff, are you more optimistic about the same or less optimistic that we'll finish out the high school football season, for example? I don't know that I've changed any. Um, College football, same way? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess so. Probably. I, I, I don't – it doesn't look like – that <laughs> well politics has a lot to say about this whether we like it or not yeah and it doesn't look like the president not that he should or the or the governor uh is, is going to do anything and think about stuff is going to do anything that they haven't already done so i i but about the only thing we could do now is just shut down all altogether, and I don't see that in our future uh, necessarily. I, I really don't. I, uh, our, our numbers are, are that that they are how many cases and and hospitalizations and that sort of thing. We're holding our own or doing better. Yeah. So it's possible we we may make it. The one part about that is the the unknown is okay. We make it here, but mm. all the schools on your schedule. Don't I mean you know if they start following along the the way some other place besides National Memphis and Clarksville's already in, in that position uh, and some others that's a tougher part but uh, for now I, I I gotta say I'm maybe a little more optimistic than, well, than I was before and I guess that's fair uh, and and if you were in Clarksville you might feel differently um, and, and I don't know at what point do you just throw in the towel and just give up on it altogether you get to uh, you get to week three and you haven't played yet, and uh, everybody else has. Well, it's my understanding that Memphis and Nashville both right now are hoping that after Labor Day, be able to practice, get their practice days in, and be, be able to pick up their schedule. They haven't been told they can't. Somewhere between now and Labor Day, somebody's going to say, Mayor Cooper in Nashville, I guess it'd be, and whoever's running things in Memphis or school system and so forth, well, come across and say, Boys, we're going to play. If we got to put it off anymore, they got to say we're just done. You can't. Yep. You can't go into week eight and play your first game. Would you think? I wouldn't think so. No, I. I, I really wouldn't. I, and I, I think. Um, well, we do have a problem in that, and 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 I've had that problem as as other board members have had. I'm sure. And it's not what I want. That's got nothing to do with it. Sure. Um, uh, it's it's what's possible and what's what's safe and secure for our players and and fans and coaches and everybody. Um, it was up to me. We would have already played. Uh, everybody would have played if it was just if if we equated on what I want. Um, I don't know if Nashville gets to the week five and if they say, well, you know. But you know, you said Labor Day and 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 that's fine with me. That that's okay. But today's the twenty fourth. Sure. So, Which means so. that decision could come fairly. First yeah. of all, let's let's make sure where everybody understands. If they can start after Labor Day, that means they can start practicing, hitting, doing that kind of stuff. They got to get at least two weeks of that in. I think it's ten days that they have to do before they can play. Right. So we're looking at, at the very best scenario, uh, mid-September before they will ever play their first game. So, you know, we may have teams in the in in the playoffs that are. Five and two, and right. By the way, speaking of mm-hmm. odd, and we'll take a break. The uh, college football poll came out today. Ohio State number two in the country, even though they're not going to play the, this year. <laughs> uh, was Alabama number one? Who was number one? Uh, Clemson. Clemson was one. Okay. But my that point being, sense. Ohio State two, three, whatever. The I, th- I think they said it was two. But uh, at some point in time, Jeff, that. Ohio State's going to drop out of the top 25, don't you, man? I would. 
<laughs> when they're 0 and 0 and it's week six, yeah, I guess well, they people probably people complained for a long time that Notre Dame gets the benefit of polling everybody. They rate them higher and higher every year. It's going to be hard to do that. It's going to be hard year. to do that with Ohio State <laughs> this year. Our Notre Dame is. Well, Notre Dame's playing. Oh, that's right. They are. That's right. So they're right there. They right. joined the conference. We got to take a break. <laughs> we'll come back and wrap things up on All Sports Talk. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall. Shop where the dealer shops. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. This portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank. We'll get to your sponsors here in a minute. I'm going to talk about First Bank. Well, uh, First Bank is a wonderful place, by the way. They are. Some good folks. Across the state of Tennessee and Murfreesboro for sure. First Bank, uh, where they hold on to the thousands and thousands of dollars All Sports Talk has. And <laughs> He's maybe, not kidding, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff, yes, been brought to you. It's being brought to you by Fans Heating and Air, and Lee Calvin for your financial needs at uh, Edward Jones. Lee Calvin is a relatively new Rutherford County resident. Is that right? Yes. Yes, he has moved back. He's moved to our county. From where? Mount Juliet, I believe. Okay. So uh, he's upgraded. <laughs> we don't get to Mount Juliet, do we? <laughs> Jeff, we are we are approaching the midpoint of the baseball season. Yes, we are. Yes, that's correct. For most teams. Some teams are still woefully behind the number of games, but uh, St. Louis, for example, has a lot of doubleheaders to play, but they'll, they'll catch up if everything works okay. Uh, but uh, – the top two teams in each division get into the playoffs, plus two wildcard teams in each league. So that means somebody with a losing record is probably going to get into the playoffs. Definitely. Because I looked, my Cincinnati Reds are having a less than stellar season again. I'm stunned. But Jeff? Yes? They're in the playoff hunt. Uh, of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, and, and what you said earlier, I, I looked uh, the, uh just yesterday, as a matter of fact. And I believe the Cardinals have played 16 games, and the Marlins have played 22 games, and the Braves lost yesterday, by the way. I think that was their 27th game. Cincinnati's so, played 26. So, so you can see that we've got some disparity there, and there are going to have to be a lot of doubleheaders for some of these teams just to catch up. We right? haven't talked about the rule changes that Major League Baseball has incorporated in this short season. One is playing doubleheader games at seven innings, which is what was always done in the minor leagues that I right. know of. Right. And part of that is because they, they kind of recognize it may be possible that St. Louis or whoever it would be, Team A or Team B, would might get into a situation where they're going to end up playing a lot of doubleheaders. At the end of the day, it looks like a really good decision, even though I'm not sure I like seven-inning baseball games. But I think to make Saint, to have St. Louis play three doubleheaders in a week would be just a bit unfair. Seven innings can get it done, so I think it's I think it's the right move. I'm okay with it. I guess it it it, it is something that uh, the uh, I don't know if the Nashville Sounds played doubleheaders. I really don't have any idea. Not that, often, uh, uh, but the, the old Nash the old Nashville teams did. Particularly on Sunday, that was a favorite thing to do. I remember that very well with Little yeah. Colonels, which is what I grew up mm. watching major minor league in, in the you play association. A, I guess it was play a nine inning game, take a thirty minute break, come back, have have whatever warm ups, and and play a seven inning game. Yeah. A uh, second rule I have seen only one time incorporated is 
extra innings. In the bottom of the, excuse me, in the top of the 10th inning, the last batter is placed on second base. And that happens with each team until somebody finally wins. That means the possibility of playing an 18-inning game is probably all but gone. I've only seen it one time, and it didn't really matter a lot in that game because not only did they score one run, they scored six or seven. So I don't think that rule made any difference. Your thoughts on it? Um, well, I, I guess I'm okay with it. I wouldn't say I'm crazy about it. It's like the seven-inning game. I'm not But crazy are you about crazy that. about 21-inning games either? Oh, no. No, I'm not. You, you make a good point there. Uh, I um, – uh, I've been through that a little bit, and uh, <laughs> even um, you know, when he goes much past eleventh or twelfth, I'm ready to go home most time. Well, I, I, I kind of maybe wish that they'd do it the way hockey does what they do. You're going to get a chance in the tenth and eleventh to get it done. Let's do this in the twelfth inning, so we're not going forever and ever and ever. But we're going to give you a little space, like hockey does that. They get a five minute extra period before they go to the shootout. So uh, that might be my suggestion. To let the let the rules stay in place. Well, yeah, and it, it does do. I think we discussed this last week or the week before. It does do the the idea. You place that runner at second base to begin the tenth inning, and it's the last out from the ninth inning, right? Correct. So, um, uh, well, it really puts a prime value on that on the the hitter that's up there to advance that runner to third you and so in other words your players have better be able to put the ball in play or they better be able to bunt now sure they can homer that's fine but uh getting him we're talking about the odds say get him to third right yeah and uh and then he can he can score you got a lot more options by the way are you are you aware that that runner if he scores is an unearned run for the pitcher? Yeah, yeah. I think I think you told me that earlier. That yes, I was, because he didn't put him on base. The rules put him on base. Yeah. So um, you could lose the game and give and, and give up an unearned run with no errors played in the inning. <laughs> that's correct. You could. That's, uh, that's right. Which means in contract time, I might want to bring that up. That that happened to me three times, and I should have had three more wins. All right. Dalton says we got to get off just a touch early. That Dalton, he's a dictator. <laughs> So we shall do what Dalton says. Dalton, appreciate that very much. Jeff, appreciate you being here as surely, well. Surely. And uh, we'll talk to you again next Monday. Monty will be here tomorrow for All Sports Talk. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.